Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 14th of June, Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast presented as always by our title sponsor, Anna Jarin Levine, accident attorneys, the best out there if you've been involved in any kind of an accident. Anna Jarin Levine, accident attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733, everything Zaslow Show 2.0. It's possible because of the support from Anna Jarin Levine, accident attorneys, Glenn Levine, Mark Anajar, Ellie Anajar, and they're here to help you and take care of you if you're dealing with a personal injury. Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 
800-747-3733. I mean, what a what a couple of nights we've had to deal with here. As as great as phenomenal that these championship runs have been for the Heat and Panthers, they come to a crashing end on consecutive nights. I mean, I told you yesterday, I don't need that shit in my life. Back-to-back nights, our team's season's ending. And that's exactly what we experienced with the Panthers following up the Heat's loss a couple nights ago. The Panthers last night, 9-3. to They get their shit kicked in. The Vegas Knights, they had the buzzsaw last night. The Panthers ran into the buzzsaw. Bobrovsky turned into a pumpkin. You know, oh my god, I've never seen a goalie give up nine goals. Yeah, because normally after, like, the fifth goal, he gets pulled. But Stanley Cup final, final game, Bobrovsky was getting in that the entire time. They were finishing with their guy. You got no problem with that. Bobrovsky turned into a pumpkin. And the Panthers did, like, one of the things with this Panther team, you look at the fourth line especially, you had Eric Stahl playing on the third line. So you had fourth line guys on the third line. You're dealing with injuries. You did not have the depth. Grigory Denisenko, top prospect. He's making his playoff debut in the Stanley Cup final elimination game. And of course, no Matthew Kachuk. And we found out, we'll play you the audio from Paul Maurice after the game. He was phenomenal. Fantastic soundbite. He's always a phenomenal soundbite. And boy, did he give you everything last night. The injuries that this Panther team was dealing with. So, we're going to talk a lot of Panthers here. We're going to recap the Miami Heat. Our girl, Amber Wilson, is going to join this show today. ESPN Radio, Joe and Amber, every night, 7 to 9 p.m. You guys know it's my favorite show. Great girl. Amber will join us coming up. We'll talk a lot of Heat basketball with her. We'll see how she experienced the Panthers last night. So, we'll do all of that good stuff. But today, unfortunately, it is a, I mean, you're two days in a row. You're, you're getting a sad version of your boy. I was so sad during that game last night. Like, I was sad after the Heat game and the next day, but in the game, I was in it. You know, that Heat game two nights ago, that was my drugs. You know I love that kind of game. Oh my God, the anxiety, the tension. I love that game. I didn't have time to be sad in-game. We had a chance to win. And the Panthers last night, it was so frustrating because, you know, the first 10 minutes of the game, and I told my son, I'm like, I love how we look. We're playing great. I really like how we look. And not only were the Panthers playing really well, now, and they killed off a penalty, but they're also on the power play now. And we give up a shorty. So we're playing great, we're on the power play, and now we're down one nothing. And then it's 2 nothing before the end of the period, and, and then even in the second period, like, and I've, I've pretty much checked out mentally at this point. Alright, it's like, we're down 2, we're playing well, and we're down 2 nothing. Our depth is eventually going to bite us in the ass. And then Ekblad gets to the goal. Alright, 2-1, and guess what? The first 10 minutes of the second period... We're playing really well. So, the first 30 minutes of this game, first 30 minutes of the game, the Panthers are thoroughly outplaying the Knights. 
and we're down 2-1. Okay, we're in this game. And then the bottom falls out, and it was just an avalanche from the Vegas Knights. 3-1, 4-1, 5-1, 6-1. And so at that point, I, I... I bring this show into the into the bedroom. I'm going to watch the rest of the game in bed. I honestly, I didn't want to watch anymore. It I I almost cried. I mean, I really almost cried cuz I'm a man and I take all my emotions and I shove them way deep down inside for them to never see the light of day. But I I was like I was on the verge of tears watching the third period. I was I was just so sad because I love this team so much. And there are so many Panther fans, I think, who, who feel the same way, who I could speak for right now. And I saw a lot of this on Facebook, on Twitter, and I'm really happy to see this because, you know, I told you yesterday after the Heat loss to be, to point fingers, to, to exact blame, to be angry. I really think your experience in sports wrong. There are so many good moments, so many amazing moments moments, lifetime memories, forever moments that we've experienced from both the Heat and Panthers over these last two months. I really think you're experiencing sports the wrong way if you're angry right now. If you can't look back at what was so joyous throughout these runs. And especially with the Panthers. And it probably had a lot to do with 27 years in between. But especially the Panthers, I I really saw an outpouring of emotion where the Panther fan seemed especially grateful. And I'm so grateful for the Panthers. Hell, I was so grateful after they won their first round series last year. I was emotional after winning in the first round last year. And the fact that there was 27 years in between making it to the Stanley Cup final... I'm so, so happy with the way this season went. And just like the Heat, a really difficult regular season where they were right. Bill Zito was right. Paul Maurice was right. Who forever now is okay in my book. Paul Maurice is okay in my book. Forever. He was right. And this Panther team had to take a step back to take two steps forward. And they did that in the regular season. And just 7-0 and in, the, in overtime. Like, seven times this postseason. The game ended with me jumping around and hugging my, my kids. Think about that. Like, I'm just, I'm so happy at this run that we had. It was so, so special. I'm so proud of them. And I hope all you Panther fans are as well with what we were able to experience. I mean, I'm so sad that it ended this way in an embarrassing fashion. It was like that. Last night was embarrassing. I'm so sad that it had to end that way. But my overriding feeling is I'm so grateful with what this team gave us. Seven times. Seven and oh in the, in the overtime. Seven times. I'm jumping around with... with Incredible joy. And that's not even counting Kachuk's goal to win game four against Carolina. Because that was with, you know, a couple seconds, 4.3 seconds remaining. That's not even counting that one, which, and we'll get to Kachuk. 
But that's not even counting that one, which was an all-time great South Florida sports moment. What a year. What a year. I'm so happy with this team. And it, it feel look, the last two years have been the best two years in Panther history. These last three years, first time in franchise history, they've made the postseason three consecutive years. So, it really feels like this is what we've been waiting for. 29 years of Panther hockey. Finally, they're, they're taking a hold of a fan base here and we're experiencing what it's like to play winning hockey every season. So, this Panther team is in a great position moving forward. But they do have a lot of work to do. Because while they're really good up top, they, they need a lot of help on the bottom. There's just not enough depth. And we saw that last night. But these last two years, the greatest two years in Panther hockey history. Last year, the greatest regular season in Panther history. This year, the greatest postseason in Panther history. So these two years... I mean, I'm so grateful for, I'm so happy for this team and what they're doing. And I can't wait for next season. This team's got work to do to get back to this point. But they're right on track. They're absolutely on the right track. And you know what? Most teams have to suffer first. And the Panther fan is suffering right now. We're really suffering. But most of the time, you got to do some suffering to get to where you want to get to. And now, you got a lot of experience in that dressing room. A lot of postseason experience. And we know that this style of play with Paul Maurice, it works. And it works for this group. And you have an absolute stud of a leading man. Maybe the face of the National Hockey League now in Matthew Kachuk. So, let's get to... There's not a whole lot to talk about from the game last night. What are we going to talk about? It was embarrassing. And they just totally ran out of gas. So... I want to send you to the end of the game. Uh, Post-game, all of it, okay? Paul Maurice, Jackie Redman, NHL on TNT. Boy, their coverage is phenomenal, isn't it? NHL on TNT, so good. And Jackie Redman post-game outside the dressing room is interviewing Paul Maurice. So give Paul Maurice a listen here. He, He talks about the injuries, We always find this out after the Stanley Cup Finals. We find out what all the guys were dealing with. They're all dealing with injuries. Not knick-knack stuff. Usually serious stuff that we never know about. Because the NHL doesn't have to disclose any of the injury stuff. Like, Matthew Kachuk going into the game yesterday. Matthew Kachuk out. Undisclosed. And even when they do kind of disclose it, we only know upper body, lower body. NHL's weird like that. So here's Paul Maurice. Listen to what he says about... Matthew Kachuk and Aaron Ekblad. Well, obviously not the way that you wanted this to end, and, and this team has battled through so many injuries, and then you lose Matthew Kachuk tonight. We just heard you in the presser talk about his fractured sternum. How hard was it for him to accept that he could not play in this game? Well, I mean, there's two pieces to that. The mental part of it not being there killed him, but he knew. I mean, one of the things about him... He's an incredibly bright young man, so he can assess his own game. He knew. We all knew that the hope would be that if we could get five more days of rest into him, there was a chance for Game 7, but he, uh, 
you know, he came back, he, he fractured that, and he came back and scored the game tying goal net front. And then you could see him in the next game trying to find a way to play with a broken bone. And he, I think he had the three best chances we had to score. He had, he had three of the four for sure. But clearly he also knew that, that the other four guys on the ice needed a, needed a guy who could do other things. So he accepted it. He understood. Well, he's not the only one that battled through this series. Gudis has missed time. Duclair has missed time. Uh, Montour has missed time. What can you say about the character of this group? Because they never seem to stop fighting. Yeah. There's a thousand stories in that room, Jackie, truly. Aaron Eckblad broke his foot in the Boston series. May have to. Boston? In the Boston series. Then he popped his shoulder out twice, passed a concussion gate test, and tore his oblique. When he drove that puck up the ice in, in game three, uh, and kept it in, we scored, and we scored tonight. So we have some incredible stories. It wasn't actually this series. The vast majority of our injuries came in the Boston series, and 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 they survived it. I, mean, I love these guys. I've never seen a group of men. Radko got hurt here, high ankle sprain. That's a six-week rehab. He missed a period. You know, it was, it was wonderful to watch. All right, so a couple things here. Like I said, we always know that we're going to find out about injuries after the series ends. Kachuk with a broken sternum fractured sternum, continued to play in Game 3. This He suffered this in Game 3. Continues to play in Game 3. Scores the game-tying goal with the empty net. And then the Panthers win Game 3 in overtime. Then he guts it out in Game 4. When you knew he couldn't play in Game 5, you knew it was super serious. But this Matthew Kachuk, who plays through that... And everything he gave this, the season, he, the regular season he had, his first year with the team. Then he's in Con Smythe consideration in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It ended up going to Jonathan Marsh, so we'll get to that. Dale Town, oh my, this fucking guy. Matthew Kachuk, Con Smythe consideration if the Panthers would have won. The overtime goals that he had throughout this postseason. Guaranteeing coming back 3-1. He gets the winner in Game 5 against Boston. Two more goals in Game 6 at home against Boston. Every This Matthew Kachuk, he is a, a Panther legend already. All-time greatest Florida Panther in just his first year with the team. He's 25 years old. We got him under contract for seven more years. I love him. That guy is a winner. And then Aaron Ekblad, who had, a, who had a goal last night. He had the goal that looked like it had the Panthers in the game last night. Broke his foot in the Boston series. You heard Jackie Redmond's reaction there. In the Boston series? Broken foot in the Boston series. Two dislocated shoulders. And what do you say? A torn, torn something. Aaron Ekblad. Props to you, man. Like a warrior. And just all these guys. Radko Gudis should be a six-week rehab. He only missed the one period. Came back the next game earlier in the series. Well, was it game two, I believe? Game two or game three? Just, what a team, man. This sport is unbelievable. Matthew Kachuk played two games through a fractured sternum, including the game-tying goal in game three. An NBA player, he retires. He gets a fractured sternum. Incredible, incredible sport, 
Incredible tournament. Incredible Panther team. Matthew Kachuk, all-time Panther great. Man, I love that guy. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's so much to feel good about from this run. Amazing. I'm just, I'm so thrilled with the season. I'm just, I'm sad that it ended this way. I really am. Matthew Kachuk, man. That's, if you didn't know, that's my dog right there. That's my dog. So, Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question today. Let's get to this. Go to at Zaslow Show. You can vote. You can also hit me up always on at Zaslow J on Instagram. But, uh, at Zaslow Show to at Zaslow Show on Twitter. Vote in today's poll question. Today's poll question is: Considering the last two nights, how would you rather your season end? Tight game, blowout. So, would you rather have your heart ripped out, or would you rather be able to mentally prepare throughout the game that it's ending? That's essentially what we're talking about here. Considering the last two nights, Heat, Panthers, how would you rather your season end? Tight game or blowout? I have always been, I've had this conversation, we'll talk to Amber about this. I've had this conversation many times on Zaslow and Amber. And I've always been on the side of, I'd rather a blowout. I can't handle losing with the super tight game and the season ending right down at the very end. I've always said blowout. After what I've experienced, after what we've experienced the last two nights, I've changed my mind. I would prefer losing in the tight game. I'd prefer, I preferred having a chance, as heartbreaking as the finish was, I'd prefer having a chance in the very end. Now, did it play a factor that that wasn't game seven? It was game five against a team that you know is better than you? Maybe. But I'd prefer the way the Heat lost two nights ago than last night with the Panthers. I was just, I was heartbroken the entire third period last night. And I did not enjoy that experience. I did not enjoy that game last night. I can look back at the Heat game two nights ago. I thought it was a great game. Now, aesthetically it was not great. But that's my type of game. I enjoyed that game even though it did not end the way we want it. Last night, I did not enjoy that. So for me, I'm voting tight game. Right now, the leader with 68% of the vote is tight game. We'll talk to Am- we'll ask Amber about that because we've had that conversation many times 
on our show. All right, before we continue on here, we'll get to Amber in a moment. If you're in the market for a new car, you can't decide where to go. Well, luckily, you're listening to your boy right now. I'm sending you to the only car dealership I personally endorse, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You walk in the showroom doors, you're met with a member of their friendly sales team. They're going to help navigate you in the right direction. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru carries the widest inventory of the newest Subaru models on the market, including the Subaru Outback, the Crosstrek, the Forester, the Ascent, the WRX. Whether you're looking for a spacious Subaru SUV for the family or you just want a reliable Subaru sedan for your daily commute. Something easy, something simple. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, they have the perfect model for you. That's right. I already told you guys, you always get more at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Guaranteed most money for your trade. Lifetime warranty included on all North Fort Lauderdale Subaru vehicles. Where else are you getting that? Shop NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, NFLSubaru.com. Getting yourself a new car, getting a new ride, that's, that, that should be something exciting. That shouldn't be anxiety-ridden. You know what else you shouldn't have anxiety over? Your home insurance. That's right. Your homeowner's insurance should be something that you know you're taken care of. So God forbid there's some kind of accident with your home. Some, maybe a disaster, natural disaster. I don't know. But you don't want to have to worry. So take it from me. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance through Brunt Insurance for 10 years now. And that's because I know Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance. I know that they're taking care of me. I go to bruntinsurance.com because from Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, they're delivering that comprehensive insurance that all of us are looking for. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home, auto, uh, life insurance. Hey, maybe you don't own your home. Renter's insurance, condo insurance. The point is, Like I said, from Pensacola to the Keys, wherever you're calling from here in Florida, they're going to know the area. Bruntinsurance.com. Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, they're going to know exactly where you're calling from, exactly what you need. They'll ask single-family home, townhome, depending on where you live. Do you need flood insurance? We're talking the most comprehensive and affordable coverage around. Like I said, I've been using Brunt Insurance for almost 10 years now. I know that I'm taken care of. I don't need to worry about my homeowner's insurance because I know that I'm covered. Again, BruntInsurance.com. Whatever you're looking for, you take it from me. And hey, listen, they got three locations. Not just South Florida, Southeast Florida, Central Florida. So look, wherever you're calling from, Brunt Insurance, not only they've been named top five insurance agency in the country, number one in Florida. So I'm sending you to where I know you're going to get taken care of. Go right now. Make sure that you're covered properly. Bruntinsurance.com. All right. So a couple other things, and then we'll get to Amber Wilson here. I mean, I'm, I'm sad, obviously. I am. I'm sad. I'm sad. I'm sad. And, and now it's like, uh, you know, what? You know, I got to follow the Marlins now. Uh, we got the NBA draft coming up in a week. You got the free agency in a few weeks. That, that'll, that'll take care. Like, we'll have a lot to do, a lot to talk about still. But over this next week, what are we doing? You know, what's on tonight? I know there's AEW Dynamite. What else we have going on? So, anyway, uh, I I do want to mention, for the first time ever, well, maybe not ever, but 
for the for, for the first time that I can remember. You know, we talked about it yesterday with Kenny Albert. There's something about that Stanley Cup. I love when that Stanley Cup comes out. I love when they hand it to the captain, the joy on all the players' faces, all of it. It's very special. I did not watch last night. For the first time that I can ever remember, I did not watch the Stanley Cup being presented to the champions. Couldn't do it. I, I watched until the handshakes last night. I wanted to see my guys go out and shake hands. But I did not. They, they then went to commercial. I was done. I did not watch after that. Couldn't do it. I just... I, I wanted that Stanley Cup. I wanted our guys to be carrying it. I wanted Sasha Barkov to be the one who raises it. And I just... I couldn't do it. First time in... I, I, I can't even... I can't even tell you. I can't even remember. I did not watch the Stanley Cup presentation. I gotta give a special thanks since we're talking about the Panthers. I gotta give a special thanks during this Panther run. You guys know, Sheets and Giggles. I mean, my guy Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he took me and my son to Game 4 a few nights ago. All, that's what we're talking about. Catching these sports moments, these all-time memories were made with both teams, Heat and Panthers. It's why I'm not mad. It's why I really don't understand if you're angry. Overall, I'm so grateful. So much joy was brought to me. And part of that, not just because Sheets and Giggles helps me get the best sleep possible, but because my man Colin, we experienced that Panther game together. I love my partnership with Sheets and Giggles. And because of Colin, I was able to also experience it with my son Jordan, an all-time memory. But speaking of Sheets and Giggles, hey, you're never going to sleep better than the Zaslow family now sleeps, courtesy of Sheets and Giggles. And not just the four of us. Over 100,000 Americans are sleeping on sheets and giggles. That's right. Sustainable eucalyptus sheets. Naturally softer, cooler, more breathable. Go to sheetsgiggles.com. If you use promo code ZASLO at checkout, you'll get 20% off your first order. Environmentally friendly, the best sleep you're ever going to have. Go check it out right now. Sheetsgiggles.com. Again, sheetsgiggles.com. All right, so we're obviously, we're down today. I'm hoping this is going to be the pick-me-up that I need, okay? Well, all guests on Zazlo Show 2.0, of course, are brought to us by the official beer of Zazlo Show 2.0. You know we're talking Johnny Cuba, a refreshing German lager in a can. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, you kick back this afternoon. You got nothing to do. You go sit outside. I'll be outside the Zaslow Mansion. I'll be on the porch, on the patio there next to the pool. I'll have a Johnny in my hand. Come on, that's how we can get the day going. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Remember, always drink responsibly. And don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Joining us here, like I said, hoping she'll make me feel a little bit better today, is our girl ESPN Radio host, Amber Wilson. Hello, Amber. How are you this morning? Good to see you. Hello, Jonathan Zaslow. It's excellent to see you as always. So um, I'm very very down this morning, predictably. I mean, who the hell needed two nights in a row where our teams... And look, you're not like, like like a big Panther fan, but I think you caught a little bit of Panther fever during this playoff run. Certainly, you take the heat very serious. These last two nights, I mean, two nights in a row we wind up having our seasons end. You know what it's you know what I feel like this morning Amber? It's kind of like one of those deals where it's 
it's it's better to what's the saying? It's better to have loved and lost than to have never, <laughs> never loved. Never to have loved at all. Right. That's how I feel this morning. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was so sad yesterday. So sad. I care about the heat so much, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm a hockey fan to that degree by any means. I mean. I've covered the Florida Panthers, obviously, working with you all those years. I've been down there. I've been in the locker room. I've interviewed the players. Great guys, great franchise, great organization. And there's some real diehard Panthers fans down there that don't get enough attention. So I felt really good for them in this run. But I care so much about the Miami Heat, right? Like through and through. And yesterday... I didn't want to have the conversation of what a great season, what a remarkable run. Like I just wasn't there yet. People were doing that immediately after the loss. I log on to Twitter. Denver Nuggets are celebrating. There's I was doing it a little bit. Down. Yeah, and everybody's doing oh, a hell of a run, which it was a hell of a run. I just wasn't really in the mood to have that conversation yet because, yes, an extraordinary run one that none of us expected, an extraordinary run for the Panthers as well. But the way that both of those series ended, going into those game fives, down 3-1, it was just, it felt like the magic that had been in the other series leading up to that point, they just couldn't find, neither team could find that same magic, particularly offensively in either of those series. And so they were just such disappointing series really overall and from the Heat perspective, that game five was really frustrating because you felt like they could have won that game. Like that was a game that they could have taken if they had just been able to find some semblance of an offense or if Jimmy was able to show up more than just the last three minutes. So of what did game. you make of Jimmy Butler's performance? Not just, uh, well, specifically in game five, but really the entire series. What 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 did you make of Jimmy? Listen, you live by the Jimmy, you die by the Jimmy, right? I mean, that's the reality of it. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and pile on Jimmy in any other way because we wouldn't be in that situation. We would have never been in an NBA Finals if not for the greatness of Playoff Jimmy. Playoff Jimmy did not make an appearance in the Denver Nuggets series. And I don't know what's going on with the ankle. I don't think it's an excuse, though. He's out there. He's playing every minute. I don't want to hear it, right? He's out there. It's like, I didn't want to give the excuse to Jason Tatum. I'm not going to give the excuse to Jimmy Butler, if you're good enough to get out there and you're good enough to play through it, then you've got to play your hardest. But you know Some what? A huge friends- difference, though, a huge difference between Tatum, who you bring up there, and Butler. Like, Jimmy is never going to tell you he was hurt. Jimmy, after the game, said, I'm totally fine. There is nothing wrong. Jason Tatum, first chance he had after game seven, I was a shell of myself. It's a major <laughs> well, difference. And- And there's realities there where if you are physically a shell of yourself, I would imagine it is very difficult. I mean, I think Jimmy was also, but I think Jimmy was also. That's probably true. The only thing I will say is that I had Kendrick Perkins on Joe and Amber 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. That's how you plug. I had Kendrick Perkins on my show a few days ago, and he said he doesn't want to hear it when it comes to Jimmy's ankle because these guys get shot up right before they walk on that court. You know, he can't tell you how many times he got shot up right before he would walk on that court and you are numb to pain. You are numb to it. So yes, you're not necessarily still the same player as if you weren't injured at all, but it's not like 
you're battling through the pain the entire time when you're out there, because of course they're giving you that good, good before you go out there. It was obvious that Jimmy didn't have his legs. There is something going on with Jimmy physically and maybe emotionally as well. Who knows what's happening there? I think there's something going on personally as well. That that's probably true. Nevertheless, you're out there. You're playing damn near every minute of these games. You're in an NBA finals and the frustration from me. And again, We wouldn't have been there without Jimmy Butler. So I'm not trying to criticize Jimmy, but the frustration was he did show up for the final three minutes. And if you could show up for the last three minutes, why not show up for the last eight minutes? Because I feel like that's all we would have needed. Well, I I think Denver Nuggets in in that particular game. I'm not talking about in the series because we wouldn't have been beating them in the series unless we got one of those 45 point Jimmy nights, which clearly we weren't going to get. But I do think we could have extended the series if he had just shown up a few minutes earlier. Well, the same thing happened essentially in game two. All right. The, the only game the Heat won where, J- yes, Duncan had the, the big start to the fourth quarter where we took the lead. But then it was all Jimmy the rest of the fourth quarter. And we won that game. And, and I think what happened, and it's not just this round. I think this was happening the Boston series as well. Because remember, Jimmy got hurt in, in the beginning of the New York series. Right. I, I think Jimmy... Also, his age plays a little bit of a role. We get to this point in the season. He he looked very fatigued to me. I think Jimmy knows he doesn't have 48 minutes and he needs to kind of pick his spots. And it's almost as if he's biding his time a little bit. Can we stay close going into the fourth quarter? And then I can do my thing and just expend all of my energy. And I think we saw a little bit of that the last couple rounds this postseason. And I definitely think we saw it in the fourth quarter of game five. I mean, he's got too much on him. He's got too much on him in the first yeah. few series to get through an NBA final. We saw it in 2020 as well. It was the exact same thing. The famous picture of leaning over. He's completely gassed, exhausted. And he had nothing that was a few years six. younger. He had nothing. Right. And that was game. a few years younger. That was out without the ankle injury in the New York series, obviously. And he was still gassed. So you're right. It's just too much. It's too much load. It's too much carry. He's remarkable. He's phenomenal. He can't still then be playoff Jimmy by the time he gets to an NBA finals. They need more help offensively. That's the reality of it. They're right there, though. And it's remarkable. I mean, what he's done in his four years, three Eastern Conference, you know, go at it here in the title game, obviously two actual Eastern Conference titles. Like it's it's been a remarkable run for Jimmy Butler. He just doesn't have enough to take that that next little step. This was my big fear. And I, and I, I talked about this on your show. One of my appearances, you had me on like a month ago or whatever in the midst of Jimmy having this amazing run, how I, I, I felt that the, I felt the loss of Tyler hero was a little bit overstated because, okay, those shots aren't just vanishing into thin air. Those field goal attempts though, so, you know, Tyler's 20 points aren't just poof. They're gone. Jimmy is the one now with the ball instead of Tyler all that time. Jimmy is the one taking those shots, and that's a really good thing. But my fear was, is he going to get tired because he's doing all of it without Tyler Hero being there? And it, and it seems like that may have played a huge role in what happened. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. I do think that had Tyler been available, it certainly would have been helpful because you are talking about their second best offensive player. You are talking about 20 points per game that he was averaging this season. I, I don't, you know, the first few series, it was really easy to overlook. Obviously, the chemistry, they're clicking without him. They're doing just fine. Let's not even bring Tyler back if we can. 
But against Denver, you saw it. And you saw it because of the fatigue with Jimmy. You saw it because the shots weren't falling for guys like Max Struess. And in fairness to the Max Struces of the world, that's not who you should be relying on in an NBA Finals. Like, he should be a nice little piece. He had too much on his shoulders. It shouldn't be Max Struess. It shouldn't be Gabe Vincent that we're putting all of our hopes and dreams into. No disrespect to those guys. They have been phenomenal. They are role players. Tyler Hero is supposed to be one of those players that can shoulder some of those expectations. And frankly, I think he probably could have. We know what he did in his rookie season, and now he's years older. Maybe that would have been a missing piece there against Denver. But I still don't feel confident enough about that when I saw the size disparity, when I know what Denver can do and what Jokic obviously can do. Not that anybody can shut that guy down, but I don't know if we're a Tyler Hero away from beating the Denver Nuggets. Were you upset he didn't play game five? I was, actually, yeah. And and I mean, all I can think, at least I trust Spo. I trust Spo. So upset, I mean, there's only, I'm not upset with any particular individual, right? I trust Spo. He had told Roz, Gold, and Wude, Tyler had, a couple days before that he was still, when he was on his follow through, that he was still in significant pain on his shot. His hand was still swollen and still really, really painful. So if you're dealing with that, then maybe you weren't actually ready to play. And that's, I'm guessing that, you know, maybe we would have seen him if it had gone to seven. Maybe that was Spo's plan. I got to trust Spo in that spot that he felt like he was more of a liability than an actual, you know, any sort of help. But I was disappointed. I guess maybe is the right, better word as opposed to Matt. I was disappointed that he just wasn't well enough for us to get anything out of him. Cause I think even a few minutes would have helped frankly, cause they would have had not that he would have been great, but they would have had defensively to have had to account for him. And that, that's not a good defense. Like that's not a great defensive team. I mean, they were decent in the NBA finals, but traditionally that Denver Nuggets team, they need some work on the defensive end of the court. You know, I I saw some some numbers. I think Tom Haberstroh put it out, and I retweeted it. Where, you know, for for as as dominant as Denver was this series, the Heat defensively against the Nuggets not only were far and away the best defense that Denver saw this postseason. Not even close. But they were holding Denver's offense to a league average type of offense this series that's wild it's what i mean miami stuck to its game plan of being defense first and it was effective against that juggernaut and i you know i there's some frustrations there i get that we always have with bam and you want him to be more aggressive and you don't want him to settle for some of those jumpers that he's settling for and that's what the nuggets are giving him yada yada blah 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 i thought considering who he's up against considering the narrative going into that series of how terrible bam has been against Jokic, considering what his job was in this series honestly i thought bam was phenomenal he was. because the heat were really good defensively they were this team mm-hmm. this denver nuggets team is that good where yes it doesn't always look like it and when you're reading the scoreboard, you're still looking at a Jokic that's, you know, averaging a triple-double sort of no problem. But that's him. That's how he is. They were so much better defensively against Denver than anybody else was mm-hmm. against Denver. The problem wasn't the Heat's defense. The problem was that the shots were not falling. And if they had just gotten a little bit more, I mean, again, the frustration for me was game five, that Denver Nuggets team was beatable. Jokic, I mean, 
I, I don't even have what's what was his tri- I, he didn't have a triple double. I don't have his numbers in front of me. But Jokic was still oh 28 points, right? No, 28 he points. only had a few assists. 16 again. boards. Yeah, yeah. For Jokic is like a is it a down game for Jokic because he only had the four assists, right? Jamal it's amazing Murray, the way we look at him, right? It's like, hey, you you weren't as good as you could have been because you didn't help. You were awesome, but you didn't help all the other guys make shots. You only had six assists. Well, that's, I mean, that's the brilliance of Jokic, right? I mean, he's he's an unbelievable player. But Jamal Murray, they held him to 14. The point is that defensively, yes, Michael Porter Jr. did his thing in this game, whatever. But defensively, Ooh, he stinks, by the way. Ooh, they, he he's so player. bad. Oh, he you, stinks. oh, whew. The only thing that helps the sting of that contract, if you're a Nuggets fan, is the fact that now they've got some rings to go along with it. But you did what you needed to do to the two best players on that team in game five, and you just couldn't get it done because once again, the shots weren't falling. That was so frustrating. I feel like I would have been less depressed yesterday had the Heat lost, like how the Panthers lost last night. Okay, all right. the Panthers just get whooped by the Knights, and in some way, it's like, nah. All right, so so Zaslow Show 2.0 poll today. Here's the poll question today, all right? You ready? And we've had this conversation I think many times when we were doing shows together, Zaslow show 2.0 poll question, go to add Zaslow show and vote. Considering the last two nights, how would you rather your season end? And your answers are tight game blowout. So which one considering what we experienced the last two nights, how would you rather your championship round series to end tight game or blowout? I always said tight game because I'm here for the competition and I do love the exhilaration of it all. I always said tight game, but I did find myself more depressed yesterday than I would have been if the Nuggets had just whooped that ass in game five. That's the reality, right? Because at some point with the Panthers, it was so out of control so early last night. I mean, it was out of control by the time I got off air last night. The mid-second like, period. It, you know, I, I really had no hope. in the middle of the second. Right. I had very little hope. And that, in a way, you're like, okay, what could we... We're, there's nothing for us to do. There's no, there's no second guessing. There's a lot of second guessing for me coming off of that Heat series. What if Jimmy was just that much healthier, right? Or, or what if Max could just have gotten that ball in the hoop, you know, whatever. There's so much second guessing and the second guessing will kill you. Like that's, that's what will kill you. It's funny that that's your attitude because what's my answer always been? Blowout. I've changed my mind. Really? I've changed my mind. (laughs) So we we flipped, we flipped in this one. After experiencing the last two nights, I, I, I did not like what I was feeling last night. I, I did not like that. And I've always been, I'll take the blowout because I don't want my heart ripped out. Now, granted, if you're going to add in blowout or lose at the buzzer, that might be a different story. Okay. Cause that's always been my attitude. I, I, I don't want, I don't want the game to end and I want to jump out a window. All right. So I, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather the blowout. Like that game against Boston. Right. Like the way that ended right. with that right. being against the buzz. That's like right. one of the that was one of the worst experiences of my life. Right, right. It, that game ends. I want to put a gun in my mouth. Like it, right. it was the right. worst. It was, so it bad. was, it was so bad. But based on what we saw, like just in general, tight game or blowout, what we saw the last two nights, I did not enjoy what I was watching last night. I like in the third period. I was, I was just sitting there watching and like I was on the verge of tears. 
in game. Like I was really? so I was so sad. And at least with the Heat the night before, and part of it is that style of play because you know I enjoyed that game. Like oh, I loved such a trash game. I mean, oh, I so loved boring. It. That was a great for game. everybody. No, that was a great. The ratings game. were so far up, by the way, in these NBA finals, which is remarkable because everybody said that nobody was going to tune the Heat in. Heat are a very Denver popular team. The Heat are a very popular team. And and in credit to Denver as well, like they're such a good team. I think Jokic is far more of a legitimate superstar than people give him credit for. Like I do think he rates better than people realize. And I think he'll rate better now also at coming off of this champion because he was so hilarious, unintentionally hilarious after winning the title. So he I think that's going to help the whole start. I mean, he hates it. He hates, he hates his, his job. job. Hilarious and relatable for a lot of people. Not for me. I love my job, but hilarious. Nevertheless, for him to have that job and to hate it, it is so funny. So I do think his star power will rise even more after this. But all you heard was that the ratings were going to be down. The ratings were so far up. Everybody should have turned off their television for game five. Like it was, if that wasn't an elimination no, game, was that, well, game, that thing was trash. That was a good, like that game was exactly my, that game was my drugs. Oh, I, I love the anxiety throughout that type of game, you know? So it's funny. You and I both, uh, both turning where you, I, I prefer the, 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 the tight game loss now. And you were leaning toward the blowout. So no, I say I say that, but I do look back on that game with Boston, and it was such a terrible, terrible feeling after that game. But up until that moment, I do have awesome memory because I was in the Bahamas. I'm watching that series in the Bahamas in the sports. Oh, book that's swaying with your my big brother and his Bahamas. Friends. That's swaying your opinion. Well, because it was so fun. It was so fun being in the sports book in a foreign country. Everybody in the Bahamas was rooting for the heat because obviously the proximity there, I would imagine, to Miami. It was just so fun. It was standing room only. Yes, he hits the free throws. The whole sports book's going insane. Like, I will, there were memories leading up to then the ultimate most terrible feeling in the entire world when that last second shot goes in. And we didn't even realize it went in at first because it felt like he didn't get it off in time. That ended up being terrible. The journey there was fabulous. So maybe I'm lying a little bit about the blowout, but man, I was depressed coming off of game five. Well, so let's talk about that a little bit because the way that I'm experiencing these last two nights and these two seasons ending this uh, all-time playoff rundown here in South Florida you know, I, I wouldn't have felt this way when I was a kid because, you know, you know, you get this far and you lose or, you know, however your season ends, like I'm, I'm a mess. But now that I've gotten older, I guess it's, it's become more to me about getting the, the individual memories, being a part of the moments, you know, and the journey, not the destination. Yes, of course. I've learned to appreciate, I've learned to appreciate the journey more where, holy shit, like the last two months, the moments that the Heat gave us and the moments that the Panthers gave us. Yes, it it did not end, you know, with the ultimate goal. But man, like the I'm hugging my kids after some of these games and some of these wins, especially the 7-0 and in overtime, the Panthers, like overtime wins where it ends in sudden death. I'm hugging my kids jumping around the room, you know, so I just... I found myself appreciating so much more just being in these moments, even though it didn't end the way we wanted to. Yeah. It's more of a macro. Listen, as you get older, you have the more 
macro view on life than you did when you were younger. I think that that is just part of being an adult rather than being a kid. You just realize there's also a lot more perspective there about how much it really matters in the grand scheme of things. And it's those moments, your team's giving you those moments, playing weeks or months longer than everybody else so that you are provided those memories. Like that in and of itself is so damn cool. And it's why we're all here. It's why you and I have quite literally built our entire livelihood on it. We built our entire livelihood on the journey. We didn't build our livelihoods on the rings. Let's be honest. The rings come few and far between, even if you have a hell of a franchise like the Miami Heat. You're not competing for rings each and every year. It's not possible for anybody, but they give us a journey just about each and every year. And that to me is so much more important. It's unbelievable. This four-year run for Jimmy, It's there. It, there's no rings. Maybe there will never be a ring for Jimmy Butler, but hell, if there aren't some memories. I mean, there are so many memories and it has been so fun. And I am so grateful for him joining the Miami Heat and what Riley has once again built down here. Because even if there isn't quite enough to take on a juggernaut like Jokic and actually get the ring, there's certainly enough to compete for it. And that that in and of itself is, is far more important. All of that being said, by the way, though, I don't want to hear that from my athletes in the moment. Like it, Giannis going full macro, there's more important things in life after he lost to the Heat, miss me with that in the immediacy. Like, nobody wants to hear it. We all have that perspective. It's a beautiful perspective. We all appreciate life. These are memories with our children, blah, blah, blah. No, I want you to pretend like that is the most important thing in the world to you in that moment that you lose it. If you win it like Jokic, though, it's hilarious if you pretend like it doesn't matter to you at all. I have another poll question for you from yesterday's show. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll. So this is coming right after Game 5's loss. Which moment from Game 5 will haunt you the most? And we got four options, all right? Jimmy's late turnover. Struess's missed corner three. Zeller's minute at the start of the fourth. Or Bruce Brown's offensive rebound and putback. Ah, the Zeller minutes. Uh, I would say actually that Jimmy late turnover because that was the moment I was standing up and that was the moment that I said, well, looks like we just lost the NBA championship. Like I, you know, like that was the moment that I gave up all hope and I sat back down because I was just done. The second Jimmy turns it up, he made so many... Down the stretch, and again, I don't want to pile on Jimmy, but he is the best player on the team, and the onus does end up following falling on him. Down the stretch, he made multiple decisions that I just thought were awful decisions. And I, I he, the way that he was deferring, the way he was kicking the ball out when he'd get under the basket, just so many times. But that turnover was just so ugly that that was the moment that I knew that we were toast, that we lost it, that Denver won it. So that'll be the moment that that I would vote for. That was the winner. If 43% of the vote, that was the winner. For me, though, I would have voted Bruce Brown's offensive rebound and putback. Miami's defense was so good the last few minutes. That was the only basket they had. They then added Mm -hmm. on four free throws after that because we were intentionally fouling. We were getting stop after stop after stop, and and we got a stop there, but we couldn't close out the possession. I I think we win the – like, if Jimmy doesn't turn the ball over there, they don't necessarily score. We don't know that. But if the Heat got that rebound, I think we win the game. We were up by one still. 
Didn't the two minute report say that we got away with one there too? I, there I didn't, should have been a foul and then stuff. it ended up being okay. Yeah. I think, I, I think that two minute report said that we got away with one that should have been called um, right before that Bruce Brown rebound. I'm not, I'm not positive. Um, but if I remember off the top of my head, but yeah, that was frustrating. Listen, all of it was frustrating. Yeah. 45 seconds of Cody Zeller was unbelievably frustrating. Like all of yeah. it, all those moments were awful. I don't want to reflect on any of them, but your best player, the face of your team, even if he doesn't have his legs, can't turn the ball over to lose the NBA finals. Like that is not the way that you go out if you're supposed to be the best player in the league in the postseason, which at one point Jimmy Butler was. I don't know if you I don't know if you heard this from last night. So so the Panthers get their shit kicked in last night and Matthew Kachuk didn't play. Right. Play the game uh, and yesterday. by the way, the second that news came down, because that news broke right before the game. And in fact, I was in the middle of, of uh, we actually, we actually did a hockey segment on Joe and Amber last night. What and only, one and done, one and done Panthers. Uh, so uh, yeah, but we, but it was right when we were doing the hockey segment, the news comes down that he's out. I'm like, all right, the Panthers are screwed. All right. I mean, you can find offense anywhere anyways. And now you don't have him. What? And then, and then we find out today it's what it was a broken sternum. Okay, or something? so okay, so he's after out there playing a game with a broken sternum. Okay, so that's what I want to ask you. So that's oh, what a, hockey players. Crazy. Okay, how many These years guys. would an NBA player be out if he had a broken sternum? Oh, he'd never years? play again. Never, never play again. Never play Fun. again. He'd retire. So These guys, you so, see how Jokic flies across the court when Kyle Lowry breathes on him. So Paul Maurice after you cracking yourself up. So Paul Maurice last night, the Panthers, players, man. Panthers coach after the game, you know, and this always happens after the Stanley cup finals, you find out what injuries guys have been playing through. All right. And he mentions there that Kachuk not only had a broken sternum and you knew if he wasn't playing that. Oh yeah. He's dead. Like it like, has a limb hanging so off serious. So bad. So serious, you know, <laughs> That's why, like, like I got, I, I was getting, I got a tweet last night, you know, before game. Kachuk's not playing. I mean, what a pussy! I'm like, I'm like, can we use some common sense here? All right, <laughs> these are the toughest guys, the toughest guys. I was Literally. talking to Kenny Albert on my show yesterday, and we were talking about injuries that players play through during the Stanley Cup Final, and I forget which player it was, but he mentioned how, you know, I think it was this season, maybe it was a couple seasons ago, but he got hit in the face of the puck. 75 stitches inside and outside returned in that game returned in the game. Okay. So anyway, Paul Maurice discloses some of these injuries after the game. I played it earlier on my show here today and Matthew Kachuk not only has a broken sternum, but it happened in game three. It happened in game three right. where he went on to score the game tying goal mm-hmm. with, the min- with, with two minutes left in the game. So helped the Panthers win that game, played through it in game four, and then just couldn't People do it. People had to get him dressed in game four. He couldn't dress himself. Yep. And then just couldn't do it anymore for game five. We also found out he, he disclosed Aaron Eckblad. Aaron Eckblad broke mm-hmm. his foot in the first mm-hmm. round against Boston, missed zero games, also dislocated his shoulder twice in this postseason, miss zero games. My question, though, is how do they get past the doctors? Well, they don't. I mean, the doc- like the doctors aren't the same doctors. Like, it- it's laughable because I do hear NFL players 
talking about this. And it's true. Like we clutch our pearls and make this huge deal. And and as we, and I'm not saying we shouldn't when it comes to head injuries well, yeah, and by in the, the NFL well, well, or anything well, else. Head, head injuries are different. But by the way, I'm like, not saying we I'm, should. by should. the way, I'm glad that they get through the doctors. I want them playing. Okay, go ahead. But in the NHL, and listen, even when it comes to those head injuries, okay, it seems like, you know, it's just treated very differently. And the narrative around it, and I'm not saying that the NHL is doing anything wrong, and I'm not saying the NFL is doing anything wrong. It's just also the coverage. Like, it's just so much more accepted for some reason in hockey. I tell you what, my kid is four years old, and the first sporting event he ever went to was hockey games for the Tampa Bay Lightning, now that we live over on this coast. And he loves hockey. And I thought, there ain't no way in hell you're playing hockey. You know, like he asks me about it sometimes. He wants to take hockey lessons. These guys are maniacs. Yeah. Maniacs. I don't want yeah. my baby dislocating his shoulder, breaking his foot, playing through it. People are having to get him dressed because he's got a broken sternum. I don't know what is happening to my baby, even if it's not long-term danger. These guys are maniacs. I don't want him anywhere near that sport. It's crazy. You know, I didn't, for the first time in my life, I, the Stanley Cup's the greatest trophy. I love the presentation, the look on the guys' faces. They lift the cup. It's, it, there's something about it. It's, it's very, very special. For the first time uh, ever, I did not watch a second of it last night. I mm-hmm. couldn't do it. I shut it off. Yeah, I shut off that game early too. I, I'm just, well, I mean, well, I, no, I watched the whole the game. game. You watched the whole game. I, I waited until the handshakes. The end, so I, I wanted to see our guys shake hands. Yeah, I yeah. waited until the handshakes and then I shut it off. I was done. I couldn't do it. I was done. I couldn't yeah. watch them raise the cup. I, I just. I didn't actually. Did you watch the Nuggets? Because I didn't really. I mean, I, yeah. I watched it for a few minutes after. I watched Jokic, which is super class. Like Jokic go and, and shake everybody's hand Every before player. celebrating, which was really classy. And we were all giving him a ton of credit, as we should. But I think also we've realized like he wasn't actually planning to ever celebrate. So does it count as much? Because he doesn't like basketball. He doesn't like basketball. Did you see him when he was told that the per- he has to stay until Thursday because the oh my parade God. is not yes. for a few more days? He's so pissed. He's so mad. Oh no! He I have to go, go home to his horses, man. He's been he's been away from Serbia so much longer than he normally is. I yeah. have this like I don't have this impression. That, weeks ago, I don't know. Maybe I'm ugly American because I I, yeah. I don't have this impression that Serbia is like this good place to live. <laughs> But here's the thing. Well, first of all, some of that is American ignorance because we think everywhere else is not a good place to live, which is not the reality. But then second of all, you're not Jonathan Zaslow living in Serbia. You're Nikola Jokic living in Serbia, right? Like, I would imagine that is probably a pretty good life. Like, I would well, imagine you know, a very big I live like a king a here small. in Cooper City. Oh. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, seeing Jokic in Serbia is a little bit of the next level than Jonathan Zaslow, even in Cooper City. Yeah. Oh, these last two days. Awful. You have me talking to you makes me feel better. You have made me feel better today. I was, I was so, oh my God. Well, that's good. I'm glad we did not do this podcast yesterday because (laughs) you were not in as good a mood. I no. yesterday. I was like genuinely just sad. I was just depressed and it wasn't, it wasn't the most disappointed I've ever been because we were an eighth seed. And nobody expected us to be there, including me, frankly. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, how could you? We, we were about to get eliminated with three minutes left in the second elimination game, right? I mean, how could you believe in the heat? Uh, and also having to watch them during the regular season was not the most fun experience. But I was still so sad because it had been just such a hell of a run. And then also so sad. I also thought they were going to win. I thought they were going to win. 
Well, and then so sad because, well, so did I. I mean, I took the heat in seven, but also so sad because this is the time of year now. That just sucks for me. Oh. It just does. And, and it's like the stark realization of like, all right, now basketball is over. Now hockey's over. And here we are in the dog days of summer. Yeah, it's like now today. I'm like, all right, what time's the Marlins game tonight? Right. What time are they playing? Which, listen, they're, they're doing a lot better than uh, they've been doing. But Well, the best thing is sure. about going this deep into the playoffs is we're only a couple, we're a week away from the NBA draft. And then we're only like two weeks after that away from all the free agency where it feels like the heat are going to be big time players. So we're, we're not like, I, I don't think the, I don't think Pat Riley is going to fall for the, Hey, let's run it back. Look how far we got. I, I think you look at this team and you know, we can't go two straight years of doing nothing. They did we nothing last summer. Right. But you don't have a ton, right? I mean, you've got a set center package around Tyler hero. He's going oh, yeah, but I think, hand, though, I so think that's not, I think great. Duncan Robinson has absolutely worked his trade value back. Absolutely. Yes, that's true. Although people still may be a little scared of that of that contract. But yes, you're right. He's worked his trade value back some, so you could throw him in. Uh, and, you have, and you have three first-round picks that you can – like, no, the Heat can absolutely do things. Well, you have the 18th pick in this in, in, in this draft in 23. Mm-hmm. You have a first-rounder in 27. You could trade 27 and 29. Rounder? And 29. Oh, 29. Okay, okay. Yeah. And obviously you have second-rounders you could include. You could actually I, I, unlock – you could actually unlock another pick if you negotiate a deal with Oklahoma City because they have that twenty that contingent twenty five well, pick. Well, and they have every pick ever, so there's that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I get there's things that you can do. I just don't know if the package for a Damian Lillard or the package for a Bradley Beal is going to be oh, I wouldn't as competitive. Beal. I wouldn't trade for Beal. Well, you know, I'm just throwing names out there that have been tossed around as ideal. The 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 helpful thing about Dave, I guess, what you would hope if you go after Lillard that Lillard wants to be in Miami. And so maybe there's some of that going on where yes, maybe somebody else could come in with a better package and he's refusing to go. That shit never happens. Like he literally said, he literally went in front of a camera and said Miami. (laughs) Well, he did that. And also he, as the player who has never once ever, hardly ever until this off season, he said one thing that made you think maybe he'd leave the Blazers one day, but hardly ever has he, ever said anything against his franchise i mean he has been nothing but loyal and so for that a particular player to come out and say the thing that even most of those guys who will be more publicly disgruntled won't say that was really shocking amber tell everyone again how they can hear my favorite show on espn radio go ahead joe and amber 7 to 9 p.m monday through friday you can find us also on the espn app you can find us on sirius xm channel 80 excellent job amber thank you you're welcome. How about that nugget there from Amber? I didn't even know that, that Matthew Kachuk, he needed help getting his getting dressed, I suppose, before game four. He needed help getting dressed. I, these hockey players, it's unbelievable. Just the toughest. Oh, the NBA player, load management. It's, they're such sissies compared to the hockey player. They really are. They're such sissies. By the way, so Jonathan Marcheseau, former Panther, he wins... The Conn Smite Trophy, best player in the playoffs, obviously deserved. Dale Talon, former general, I'm so mad at him. Dale Talon, former general manager of the Panthers, who stunk. I mean, he was here for 10 years, accomplished nothing. Went to the playoffs, I think, twice. Dale Talon should get, he should get his name engraved on the cup with Las Vegas. I mean, Dale, in case you don't know the story or in case you don't remember, 
Dale Town helped build, while he was the Panthers general manager, helped build the Vegas Knights. Going into the expansion draft, the Panthers, Jonathan Marcheseau was coming off this breakout season, 30-goal season. We have him for, for no money. He's under contract with us. We also have a player called Riley Smith, who, by the way, is a 25-goal scorer for the Vegas Knights and who scored last night his third goal of the postseason. Still a good player. Well, Dale Talon didn't like uh, uh, Riley Smith's contract. Didn't think he was a good player, even though he was really good for us. So he made, he made a side deal with Vegas going into the expansion draft, which was if you will trade for Riley Smith and what he believes is bad contract, if you will take Riley Smith in a trade, and I think they got a fourth-round pick back. All right, just give us anything. Take Riley Smith, and we will leave Jonathan Marcheseau unprotected in the expansion draft, and you could select him. He's a young 30-goal scorer. He's got a great contract. You will leave him unprotected, but you got to trade for Riley Smith right now. And of course, the Knights like, yeah, we'll do that. And look, what do you know? Two foundational pieces for the Vegas Knights, who have now not only a Stanley Cup champion in six years, but have been to the Stanley Cup Finals twice in six years, including their inaugural season. And Marcia so, who, who Dale Talent thought was worth giving up to get rid of Riley Smith's contract, Marcia so wins the Conn Smythe last night. Ah, oh, Dale Talent should be on the Stanley Cup. He's already on the Stanley Cup with the Blackhawks. He should be on it with the Vegas Knights as well. Terrible. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. As always, brought to us by Water Cleanup of Florida. That's right. If you if you have a leak in your home, fire damage, mold, hey, that may be a big deal. It may not be a big deal. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you. That's right. The Greensteins, with over 60 years combined experience, their team at Water Cleanup of Florida, their family, friends of mine, I'm only sending it to the best. They're going to handle any type of leak detection issue. Whatever you got going on there, they're serving Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach County, Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635, or go to WCUFL.com. I've already had several listeners who've reached out. They're using Water Cleanup of Florida because they heard on Zaslow Show 2.0, and they're so happy with the price and just how quickly everything was taken care of. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Let them tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. All right, big deal or not a big deal. Hey, there's some trouble in Buffalo. You got Stephen Diggs, great wide receiver. He is not showing up to minicamp. And Josh Allen yesterday, give this a listen. Josh Allen yesterday telling you how there's there's non-football-related issues, maybe some uh, uh, personality issues, some conflict with their personal relationship. Here's Josh Allen. Oh, I know internally we're, we're working on some things, um, not football-related. Um, but, you know, Steph, he's my guy. I... I Excuse me, I fucking love him. That seems like a big issue to me. I mean, I'm sure they'll figure it out, but you normally don't hear that type of self-awareness. Uh, a, a, a personal issue between a quarterback and a star receiver, that sounds like a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? How about Doc Rivers? Who, Doc Rivers stinks as a coach. Everybody knows this. Doc Rivers was on the Bill Simmons podcast, and Bill Simmons is funny, man. Like, Bill Sim- who, who I don't like, I used to love Bill Simmons. He's changed. Bill Simmons for years has killed Doc Rivers as a coach. But Doc Rivers comes on his podcast and kisses ass. Ah, have a little bit of integrity, all right? 
So Doc Rivers was on the Bill Simmons podcast yesterday, and in typical Doc Rivers fashion, he loves blaming everybody else. Here he is on what it was like coaching James Harden. I don't believe the whole thing that he quits and all that stuff. I just think teams make him struggle because they know where they're at, um, and it's easier to find them. Did you like coaching him? Was it okay? Like, how would you rate the experience? It was challenging. Uh, More because we were fighting two things. and not like visually fighting. Um, Is that James is so good at playing one way. And the way that I believe you have to play to win, in some ways, is different. Because it's a lot of giving up the ball, moving the ball, coming back to the ball. Uh, I would have loved to have had him younger when that was easier for him. Uh, because giving up the ball and getting back the ball is hard. Like, it's physical, yeah. it's exhausting. Um, so it'd been interesting if I had him younger, uh, where he could have done that more. You know, coming off of dribble handoffs, going down the hill. You know, he didn't finish as well as he finished um, because he's older. And, th- and that, that happened. Uh, so, yeah, at times, to get him to move it and play the way I needed him to play, I thought the first half of the year, you know, we, I thought we were the best team in, in the game. Uh, I thought James was playing perfect basketball. Like I agree was, with you. He was a point guard of the team. He was still scoring, but he was doing more playmaking and scoring. And then the second half, he started scoring more, trying to score more. And I thought we got stagnant at times. So I thought we changed. I, I'm going not a big deal. That's that's par for the course from Doc Rivers. Now, look. I, would, I, I wouldn't like coaching James Harden either, all right? It's crazy that any team, Kyrie Irving's in the same boat, that any team would look at James Harden and think he's the missing piece and give him a couple hundred million dollars. It, it, it re- like, it's malpractice. It really is. If you're the general manager that decides to do that, somebody likely will. It's so stupid. But this is not a big deal. This is part of the course from Doc Rivers. Loves blaming others. All right, finally, big deal or not a big deal. So yesterday... You know, the NBA Finals is over. So what does that mean? Yesterday was Shannon Sharp's final day on Undisputed with Skip Bayless. And here is Shannon Sharp saying his goodbyes. Skip Bayless, Mm. you fought for me, bro. Did I? I'm here because of you. You've allowed me to share the stage with you. You've allowed me to share the platform. I'm going to cry in the car, but I'm not going to cry now. The opportunity that you gave me to become what I became... I'm forever indebted to you. I'll never forget what you did for me. You've helped me grow more than you ever know. <sighs> okay, this is not easy for me either. But one more thing, I want one more thing to, before yeah, you go, Skip. Okay. One more thing. All I ask is when you lay your head on that pill at night, you know, I gave you everything I had. You did. I gave you everything I had. Which is why I want to thank you for all you have given to me. When I first took this job back in June of 2016, we had a whole nother format in mind until it became clear Shannon Sharp is available. And I said, I believe he can do this. And did you ever? The critics just savaged us when we first started. Undisputed will never last. FS1 will never last. Did we ever show them? Mm -hmm. I want to thank you for dedicating yourself to this job it is a voracious beast yes. of a show day after day after day you dedicated yourself to this job just the way you dedicated yourself to professional football yes. as a hall of famer i want to thank you for never taking a sick day 
I want to thank you for preparing as hard as you could every single day, every single topic. I want to thank you for competing as hard as you competed with me because the greatest compliment I can give you is you were a worthy adversary. I I want to thank you and tell you that I love you for what you have done for for me. And I'm good, Shannon. I'm I'm going to miss our diet do bets. (laughs) You, you You owe me a lot. I do. I do. I'm going to miss our LeBron battles, even though he's still the phony goat. (laughs) I'm going to miss our cowboy arguments. How about them cowboys? Because you were right about my Dallas Cowboys from day one. Right. In the end, I just want you to know that it was because of you. You made possible a very, very special time in my career. And this is a happy, sad moment for me because I look forward to your next great achievement. And it is coming. But tonight, I just want you to know, I will toast you with a Diet Mountain Dew. Thank you. All right, so I'm, I'm going big deal. I mean, that, that show is a big deal. And they had a, I mean, seemingly public fallout. But here's the funny thing to me. I mean, how about Skip Bayless had to make it all about himself? 30 seconds in, less than 30 seconds into Shannon Sharp who was giving a very heartfelt, even though he, he, he was done with Skip, clearly had some really nice things to say. Less than 30 seconds in, Skip Bayless jumps in to try and start. It's his turn to talk. And it's just like, oh, I got a little bit more. And and, and then Skip also, with the, I love your debates, uh, uh, even with LeBron, the phony goat. I mean, Skip had to make it about Skip. That's a big deal. And that right there. Courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida. Again, you go to WCUFL.com or call Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Let them tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. All right. What a couple nights, man. Just, just heartbreaking, crushing. And now it's over. Now we're waiting for, for football season. No, no, no. You got the Marlins who are playing good baseball. That's right. We'll start paying attention. And we got the NBA draft next week. And NBA free agency, where I, I think the Heat are going to be very active. Trades and whatnot. So, we're, we're going to be just fine. Hey, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. Appreciate everyone's hard work behind the scenes. I can't do it without you guys. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Go with that. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.